Welcome to Office 365 Distilled. A podcast about Office 365 and a single malt. Well, Moraine, this is it. Sweet 16. We've finally grown up. We're adults. Yes. <laughs> and we Good. have a new intro. We have the new intro. I hope everyone uh, noticed that. Why did you want to change it? Too many times we said distilled. Yes. And we obviously You're... have too much distillation. Or not nearly enough. One we... or the two. I wish I yeah. could distill that dog out there because she obviously doesn't want to you know, ladies and gents, you're just going to have to put up with her today because she's in a mood. Yeah. She's running around, barking. Well, doing we'll see. Her stuff. I, I, I guess it will not be that noticeable. I have to say, Sweet 16, I've been looking forward to this since you hinted in the last podcast. You oh, said... You, you mean the whiskey? Yes. You yes. said, I have a good idea for a Sweet 16... And we asked people to try and guess. Not that many people did. No, but we, we actually got one uh, right guess. We did. Got a t-shirt. Got to get the bloody thing designed and printed. Yeah, but he'll yep. get a t-shirt. Yep. Yep. No problem at all. So, Carl, uh, yeah, just hang on tight and we'll we'll get it at some point. Uh, if he's same pl- thing, same thing with the stickers. They'll they'll go out <laughs> pretty soon. Pretty soon. Moraine's just getting rid of all of his guilt-ridden... Yep. tasks that he hasn't done yet in one go now that we're adults now we have to apologize for the things that we haven't been doing is 16 about becoming an adult or is it about becoming lots more fun well in belgium it, it doesn't really do anything no it doesn't do anywhere so. else you get a chance for a party well in, in the u.s you get to drive you get finally buy that Mustang 59. Yeah, and, we were looking uh, at that earlier. And just drive that around. That's true. Well, yeah. uh, I'm going to tell you what we're going to drink. Uh, this is a drink that Moraine, both and I, adore. It's high on my list, and I think it's high on your list. I think it's high on everyone's list. Well, it should be, if it's yes. not. Yes. If it's This not. should be this, the by default single malt offering in any restaurant around the world that's true 16 years old it's their number one whiskey it's Mm -hmm. from Eiley in scotland and uh, i'll let you entertain everybody with your scottish accent and tell them what the whiskey is in your scottish accent (laughs) oh 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 oh. it's the lagavulin i caught him earlier watching a youtube video on how to pronounce scott scottish names yeah so that's what we're going to be tasting later. And uh, if you haven't got one, you've you've got about twenty minutes or twenty five minutes to rush out to the shop while we chat here, and you can taste it. Well, with you us. can just put us on pause, of course. Oh yeah, go ahead. pause. Ah, fooled you. You didn't put us on pause. <laughs> okay, it is one of those days. <laughs> it is one of those days. Yeah, we wanted to uh, to do something a little different today, didn't we? We were yes. talking about ignite uh, a few podcasts ago. And, and uh, we, I, I'm, I've got a feeling that we will talk about Ignite a little more in one of the upcoming episodes as well. We will. Well, in fact, we'll probably end up talking about Ignite quite a lot as we get more and more excited about going in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we've got a few things to do before then. We're going to take the podcast live and on the road. Yes, yes, yes. We're finalizing the details, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether mm-hmm. we can announce it yet. 
I'm not sure whether mm. SharePoint Belgium would appreciate if we announced that we're going to do a, oh. a live podcast. Oh, 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 did I? Did I? No, it's okay. Just a minute. So no, I don't think we can. We're allowed to share any of the details. So I guess it. No, we shouldn't say anything. No. No. All right, then we won't. <laughs> no, I'm glad I backtracked on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Good. cool. So anyway, we were talking about Ignite, and we, yes. we were talking about all those things that Microsoft said they were going to release, and they haven't. Yes. Except that when we went through the list, they haven't done a bad job, have they? <laughs> no, they actually did a pretty pretty thorough job, uh, because as always um, in at Ignite. Um, Microsoft's always saying, okay, this is what's on the roadmap. Uh, this is what's coming. This is what's coming by the end of the year, uh, first uh, half of the year, uh, next year. These are all the things that are coming. These are all the things that are uh, top of mind for us. So the things that we're thinking about. Now, of course, there's also user voice uh, where people can vote on uh, ideas. And uh, sometimes that can get in the way. We understand that. Yeah, it's the agile process when somebody says, I really, really want this, and if enough of us vote. Uh, But I think we should talk about that another time too. I think that Mm -hmm. there's a whole whole story about running Office 365 once you've got past the adoption stage, and and I think uh, user voice is a a key part of that. Improving the progress, yeah. Yeah, and basically telling Microsoft what you want. Which is part of the key thing. So I think we should certainly touch on that. So we've been catching up on a few old slides and things. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Susan Hanley has uh, created a really nice um, twelve-slide uh, PowerPoint uh, at some point. Um, and you're looking up in the air as if you might have got some of this wrong, but I think you're right. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm fairly sure I'm right. Uh, I I got it at some point. I think she shared it on on uh, Twitter. Uh, after Ignite, and I, I just recently rediscovered it on my desktop, um, and I was like, hmm, okay, so let's look at what they haven't uh, released yet. And also what they have released that we've had a chance to play with that's pretty cool. Yeah, true. Cool. So you want to start uh, with something? So yeah. it, it was it was actually fun, because earlier, before we started to record the podcast, and we were doing a little bit of research, Not again. we were like, Not again. oh, has this been released? Oh, mm, let's try it out. Oh, yes, it's in there. Oh, and has this been released? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, that's in there as well. Okay. So, advance warning, folks. We know that some of these we're going to get wrong. Probably. Because yeah. there's so much out there. I mean, I, I haven't counted. But if, if I just take a quick look on some of these slides, seven items, five slides, you know, just in one column alone for 2018, you've got like 25, 30 mm-hmm features and of course you don't use them and that's the value of office 365 of course you don't actually know what you're going to use that will be useful by one of your users absolutely yeah and every project we do is different yeah um so yeah looking forward to that anyway so um what we've done is we've taken um well we want to do five items but we actually got to six and we have to say that three of them are going to be rolled out very, very, very soon or rolling out right now. This is all very well organized, you know. I know. <laughs> Can we manage <laughs> organization? Yes, because we're adults now. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> we're sweet 16. <laughs> yeah. But I have to be honest. I, I don't want to mess up mess up our, our whole 
bullshitty thing. Yes, just where that's we the one. Go yes. wherever we go. Our quintessential bullshitting. Yeah, you we, just had yeah. quintessential because you were looking at this whiskey <laughs> online. And we just, yeah, because yeah. we're now adults. We have to use fancy words like conundrum. <laughs> conundrum. Yes, that's a conundrum. Can yes. I have the next fancy word, please? <laughs> I'm, so anyway, I'm, I'm now so old. I'm actually going to sit down and uh, and just listen to you go with your five points and just annoy you as you go through them. Well, it's it's actually three and and three more. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm 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 an adult now. I can add up. Yeah. So let's go for anyway, the seven. Off we go. We'll start with the elephant in the room, which is the files tab in Microsoft Teams. Files tab in Microsoft Teams. Yeah. It was talked about last year at Jeff Deeper's um, 4th of July. Uh, no, not 4th of July. May the 4th. Uh, May the 4th uh, uh, session. It was shown at Ignite. Um, everyone applaud. Yay, we get this. Yay. And then a few months ago, uh, they said, yes, it's coming. It's still coming. And everyone was, yay. And... Um, and now we really don't give a shit because one day it will arrive. One day it will be there and then nobody will, will care but, anymore. But to be fair, we have had some impre- increases in terms of the file stuff, in terms of libraries and things, haven't we? We're now yes. starting to see new buttons that's getting more and more SharePointy-like in the libraries. True. true and they are true. the kind of key ones that you tend to use. It's true, but uh, to put it in the words of a uh, good friend and also a SharePoint consultant, this is getting ridiculous. Okay. Like they have been talking about this for over a year now. It's not there. I mean, why? How? It's I mean, looking it's, so serious. I, 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 no, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> I, and, but and I guess I, it's a, it's a little bit like you know private channels. Maybe it's not as easy as we think it is. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see. We'll see. But that also brings me to uh, a second point that is uh, fairly closely related to that one, and that is the um, the folders in SharePoint that they are recognizable uh, when they're uh, linked to a channel. Yes, so if I you saw go that. to the SharePoint side behind a Teams uh, yep. team. Uh, you you see uh, for every channel you see a, a, folder. a library uh, a folder indeed. Um, so what they're gonna do is they're gonna make the folders that are linked to a channel look a little bit different than just a normal folder that you put in there. Just so that you can confuse everything more by having more folders. Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. Are they gonna limit the number of folders you can go deep? I think the limit is just about uh, the the length of your URL. I think that's yeah, and that's growing. Limit. That's growing, yeah. So that means you can go with deeper folders. So we really can screw ourselves up if we want to. Oh, yes. Of course. Excellent. Of course. But, but going but back that's, to that. That's why you need very hefty paid consultants. That's true. But to, maybe yeah. we should put something in user voice that says, I'd like to be able to have a figure that I can maxima- maximum Stop. Where well, you can say I can define three levels, three levels of, of folders. That's cool, actually. The more I think about this, this is a good idea. Because okay. then okay, you can so say all, to your all users, our listeners, 
Steve is going to put that in user voice, <laughs> and all our listeners can now vote on that. Good. Steve must put... I need to make a note. Just a minute. Yeah. Steve must Mental put it on notes. user voice. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I will use my Surface Pad to write it on this... Uh, oh, style. fancy. Steve. Make sure you don't uh, pause the recording. Maximum yeah. folder. Depth. Depth. Cool. I think that's a brilliant idea. I wonder who thought of that. Hmm. Cool. Anyway, so now that we're talking folders and now we're talking libraries, it brings me to a third item. A third item. A, a, third. a, third. a third. A third item, sorry. Yes, item number three. That, that we <laughs> don't really like. This is no. a third item. A third. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm taking the mickey out that's of your okay. accent. You're taking the mickey. Mickey. I wonder where that came from. I've got no idea. From a guy that was called Mickey? You're taking the Mickey. Just talk to yourself yeah, yeah, a little yeah. minute. So, item number three is something that was uh, announced uh, as the Central Asset Library. So, for the people who were in uh, old-time SharePoint 2013, you had something called an Asset Library where you could put all kinds of images in and you can reuse those images as uh, background images or, or um, images to put on a page. Um, it's coming back, uh, but it's not called Central Asset Library anymore. It will be called Organization Assets. And that is actually being rolled out right now. So yes, I'm waiting June for that. To, uh, August. I'm waiting for that at the moment. I yeah, keep trying well. to test one of my clients' Yeah, tenants to, uh, so to see the, where it's enabled. Yeah. The idea is that uh, via PowerShell you can say, okay, these are um, asset libraries, um, and afterwards you can use them in wherever you want. You can have more than one. You can have more than one. But I only want one. I liked the idea of having one corporate library. Then you just for register one. Why would you want two? It's not a corporate library. Then it's a demi corporate library. Well, maybe like you want one for, for example, if you have a multinational customer and maybe every country nice. wants to be in charge of their own images. More importantly, they may want to be in charge of paperwork or templates in their own language. Mm -hmm. Maybe. You're right. Yeah. Well, You'd well, make quite a good consultant. <laughs> Actually, you do. So. Yeah, but I had my mushroom coffee this morning. Ah, so uh, you're back to um, that, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that is, uh, well, we came from the files tab in Teams, which was the elephant in the room. We came to the folders in SharePoint that were recognizable as a channel connection. That was number two, which is also coming. It's, it's going to be rolled out pretty soon. We go to that uh, organization assets, which was number three, which is also coming. Um, one of the things that is also coming that was actually promised in 2018, but that we're also looking forward to is the time to read on Word documents. Yes. And the key points. This this whole AI stuff seems to be uh, obviously proving a little more complicated than uh, than they yeah. think. But I also have got a feeling that it's because they want to sort of see how far they can push this. So the idea is that I can look at a document and it actually says it yeah, works you can, out no, what you the can subject look at the of the document cards. is. Yeah, so. you, got, you don't have to open up the document. No, just the look at the, yep. at the Hoover file card. And on the yeah. file card it says, this document is about your project 
Yeah. It's also 25 minutes to read or yep. two minutes to read. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's not difficult to do, is it? So, actually, it's got 400 words in it, and the average reading speed is five words a second, so this will take you 80 seconds to read. I don't know whether my instant maths was right there, but... Well, maybe it's more complicated than that. Maybe they're looking at the uh, words being used, and uh, if they've got lots of big words with lots of syllables... Connotations. Yeah, I don't know. Asterisks. Maybe a lot of images... Drawings, okay, graphs. So let's I, have a I think don't about know. This. I don't know. Uh, I can I've work out no how many words a minute you read. Take the number of words in the document, divide them by that number, and give you a rough count. Or I can get complicated and use AI to actually work out whether I'm speaking in a Scottish accent or an Irish accent or in Swahili. How long it would take me to read that document, and then based on the country, I can sit and put a number at the bottom of the document of the box that says it'll take you. A, approximately 25 seconds for this and i haven't finished that which is a complete waste of time anyway it's not like it's a kindle that i'm on a train and i want to know whether i can finish this chapter or not before i have to get off so why do i need to know how long it will take me to read this document yeah that was that was my idea if we can connect that to the graph and it can actually look at how much time i normally take for documents to read so if I've got a two-page document, that takes me three minutes to read. If I've got a five-page, that takes me ten minutes to read. Can it then automatically figure out how fast I'm reading and therefore provide me with a time to read on a document based on the speed I'm reading? Because maybe I'm a speed reader, maybe I'm a slow reader. I think this is all bullshit. What we really need <laughs> is yeah. to be able to look at the screen and have a brain transplant that says this is what the document was about. Yes. And we should have QR codes for eyes. So you can sort of just go just see the QR code and, and yeah. you get it all transmitted into the air. It's all right. And yes. now I'm being silly. I'm actually taking the Mickey Bliss. The Mickey Bliss? That's where it comes from. Okay. I had to go and look it up. So apparently it started from Take the Piss, but it used to be Take the Miss Mickey Bliss. And so the polite thing to use was to take the Mickey from it's, the 1930s. Okay. Okay, so so when, it's an etiquette thing. So it's an etiquette, well, it's the polite way of saying yeah. you're taking the piss. So when you actually look at this card and it comes up and says, this document is about your project, Charlie, and it'll take you 36 minutes to read it, you can sit there and go, you're taking the mickey. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. But anyway, the, the, I think the, the, the time to read, I don't think it's going to be that's super important, but the key points. The key points I are think that is, that's very. I, I hate PowerPoint presentations in my life at the moment, and you end up doing so many different, I won't say versions of them because that's managed, but different varieties of mm-hmm. presentation mm-hmm. And, and cross them around and stuff. Yeah. And we talked about where does the slide library gone? And yeah. you found something on slide libraries as well, didn't you? Yeah. Well, there's uh, also one of the things that is getting released is the a way how you can just share one slide with somebody. From a deck. Yeah. Cool. Neat. So right. definitely Sorry. also something uh, cool. So that's the, the time to read. Uh, we've got two more coming. Um, I've got a few things that I picked up before you jump onto those, yeah, just to cut, take sure. a little bit of a break. So I, I started to go through some of these things and work out how cool some of them are. Yeah, cause, because sometimes especially in our job where we don't end up having to use them time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. So, um, But uh, there, there's some of the cool things like the label and the analytics. 
So labeling yes. is all new at the moment. So it's not stuff that I've used a lot well, of. It's not that new anymore, but it's it's not fairly known in the SharePoint world. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't kind of mean that. Um, uh, let me rephrase this a little bit. So it's not overly used. These labels mm-hmm, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm still spending a lot of time trying to work out term sets, labels, you know, where are they going to go? Yes. Do do I actually still use term sets in my new installs? Yes, I do. Do I think labels will end up being a better replacement for them? Yes, I do. Oh, all these decisions we need to make. I mean, an orange. All yeah. right. So, uh, but the analytics from the labels, you know, I love my analytics. Hey, how efficient you were and and, uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how, how uh, items are... I was talking yesterday to Tony, funnily enough, and um, he was saying that one of the things they're looking at in their organization of change is this old question of who's talking to who and working mm-hmm. out whether the right departments are talking to the right departments because the graph is obviously tracking how many meetings you have, whether you talk to them, et cetera, et cetera. And so the, the next. That is very cool. And the labels are just ideal too. One of the things yeah. that we use to do with folksonomy and taxonomy. Have a look at the terms that people are using in the folksonomy, you know, where they type in their own enterprise keyword and then when that gets migrated across. Labels are the same. I think it's going to be really important. So the analytics, I think, is is a, a key item. And file plans. Yeah. So those labels and file plans are all, they're all quite complex. Um, and uh, I know we're all trying to dig into them. And I know our customers, a bit like all the content types in the early days, were really need to spend money on doing those and these these labels and things. So the analytics side is quite neat. So that was one thing that I I noticed that I thought was pretty cool. Um, Creating a list from another list. Have you got that on your list of things? I don't have that with me. I saw that app today um, and uh, we were just creating a list to test something, to test uh, in-place records. On, on some task list and we wanted mm-hmm. a list and all of a sudden bang brand new interface you get a list of all the lists mm. you, yeah mm-hmm. how can I say an that overview. You have an, an overview, overview of I like all that the lists. nice one you get yes. an overview of the lists and you go click on the list bang and it creates you an exact copy of the list that you've just done very, cool. very very neat it yeah. was very neat and finally my other one is is in the flow and the power BI space so Top of the mind on the roadmap for lists is a Power BI report on lists, which you'll be thought of, that's great, instantaneous. And then the bunch of stuff on flow that I identified. Um, uh, where is it? I lost it now, of course. There was a couple of flow items. Oh, yes, I'm waiting for flow to do access management. So Nintex we use a lot at the moment. Really want mm-hmm. to go to flow. And uh, there's still some things that are short. And one of them is is access management. Um, and I'm waiting for Flow to be end user friendly. <laughs> I was I was playing with Flow earlier today. I was trying out adaptive cards, and I just can't believe how annoyingly, stupidly difficult it all is. Oh well, especially if you're having a bad day. Yeah, I was I was having a pretty okay day, but it, then it's... you start to playing with flow. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it all goes south. Okay, yeah. but and anyway, the yeah. final thing that I picked up was uh, the flow's ability to extract text from documents and from pages. So that I really quite like the idea of. So new news item, be able to sort of yeah. take uh, sound bites of it, so you can automatically generate search and stuff like that. Flow's also gonna 
torch search. So uh, we talked about ignite. We'll, we'll, we're going to pick up a lot of this, I'm sure, over the next yes, few months. Yes. But uh, I can see flow and search being a, a key requirement. Maybe we should start tracking these comments and see how accurate we were. So our November podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, way back in March yes. we said. Like, yeah, instead of us bitching about Microsoft hasn't provided us with this and this what they promised, that we're gonna say, okay, where were we wrong and where where did we hit <laughs> stuff on the nail? I was just yeah. having thinking the old SharePoint team are on stage going, an Office 365 distilled said that we wouldn't be doing that, but now and here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'll get called out. <laughs> Jeff Tupper going, yes. yeah, those Office 365 boys, they were wrong. We don't mind being wrong, actually. If oh. you give us something cool, if Jeff, he gets us we a can shout be wrong. Out, yes, then I can die a happy man. Yeah. All right. And our piece of advice to Jeff is he really, really needs to taste the whiskey we're going to taste today. Yes. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll, we'll... We'll definitely, uh, uh, well, if we gonna arrange a little get together then we can definitely uh provide, provide the him yeah i like your volume 16 year old sure. anyway you've got two more items to go i've got two more can, items to go and then How we can are get we on to drink time? this we're pretty good on time good we are doing bad. so uh they're short items so um the first one is um the new calendar experience in teams so if you now go into your teams app on that left application bar you can click on your calendar and you just see your day today which yep. is useless so <laughs> i was about to say simple and sweet but useless works no it's it's pretty useless um so um what microsoft uh, said that they were gonna an um roll out in i guess it was april of this year um was the the full-blown calendar experience like following out the to-dos in, and the tasks um well, uh, like you have in outlook more or less okay so uh, just that uh, so that was gonna come out in April. I didn't hear anything about it anymore afterwards. So we'll see. Um, and the last thing on my list is the root sites. That, so oh, yes. they said that you could, you would be able with a simple PowerShell command to migrate that into a communication site. Um, I haven't seen that anywhere. Um, but I am guessing that it is probably because they are going for those uh, new home site templates. Mm. Have you seen the new home site templates where you get also the vertical bars and the horizontal blocks? Mm, I've it heard looks, of them, I have to say. I yeah, haven't looked at them yet. It, it looks pretty awesome and I, I think that they probably want to um, save this on one. The yeah, they probably want to save this one for uh, the um, home sites instead of moving it to a communication site to actually move it to a home site. Okay. All right. Well, there's your uh, prediction in terms of that. Okay. We'll let the cat out for the dog to eat. So uh, that's fine. Yeah. So that was me. That was my six items, my three and three items. Your three and three. Yeah. Cool. And uh, of course, now we've mentioned it, of course, we thoroughly expect that MySoft will fix it and release them by Friday. Yes, please. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. Is there anything else we're missing at all? Anything that we can think of the top of our heads? I mean, uh, things Not are going really. quite well, actually. Yeah. It's been relatively stable lately. Yeah. Um, there was something that was in the list I saw, creating lists from Excel, but we couldn't mm -hmm. find the, the buttons on that, but I'm quite sure I read something about that just recently. Yeah, me as well. I, I just can't really 
point that out in my head. Do you get frustrated when you read in uh, in the, the emails we get and the roadmaps and stuff, and you go, oh, yeah, they've got now this and this, and then you go and try it, and, of course, it's not on your tenant yet. Yes, and that is, that is also one of the uh, major things that... Um, so I was listening. I'm 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 listening to the Intrazone podcast yeah. all the time. They did a live episode from the SharePoint um, Las Vegas uh, thing, and you had some top-notch consultants there, uh, like Susan Hanley uh, for one, and they were all complaining. If if the question was asked by Mark Cashman, if you can change one thing, what would it be? And they all said the speed of delivery. So if you say this is going to be rolled out starting today, you have no idea when you're going to get it. Could be today, could be in six weeks. You just have no idea. And I would like to say to my customer, you'll have it by Monday. So here's a question. Do you want to have it in six weeks? Because say Microsoft can say, all right, well, look, we'll prep all the servers with some kind of caching type of system and then and one day, all we have to do is to hit the button and they'll be yes. released on that day. Yes. I, I Personally, I would rather wait two more weeks and get it and be sure that I will get it at that time and place instead of being in the dark between now and two weeks. Really? So, but that's me. That's me. I guess it kind of makes sense in terms of being able to tell users when new things are coming out. It helps increase the adoption if they know that on Wednesday there's a new button. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're kind of relying on a lot of technology to fall into place. I so, totally understand, and I know it's not it's not going to be easy. But I also know that Microsoft employs some really bright brains, so I'm pretty sure they can fix it. Doesn't have to be fixed by Friday. They can also announce that at Ignite. Really? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, I think we should I'll, just I'm, give them a break and tell them to do it by Wednesday. Uh, in terms of other stuff that uh, they did deliver well, Search has turned out to be yes. superb. Yes. I still haven't had a chance to play with the Bing Search component yet. Mm-hmm. Not but me neither. When Microsoft um, demoed that and whenever I see the wonderful Miss Money Penny do mm-hmm. the demos, I always think that there's a lot more behind that demo than just turning something on and clicking a few buttons. You know, where Microsoft fill out forms on the web page and do it live and stuff like that. So um, I kind of always kind of back away from it, just prioritizing other things over the top. But in terms of search in uh, Office 365 Pro Tools on the desktop, brilliantly, awesomely superb. Um, and again, you undervalue it. So yes. It's yeah. something that yeah. uh, we want to try and work out. I'm also going through a, a process with a, an organization at the moment trying to work out how we can create SharePoint as a fully open environment whilst not blowing search results. You know, so Ooh, you know So that everyone has access to everything? Yeah, so let's assume well, for a scenario that you can go anywhere and see anything and do anything. Um and, you know, I don't know, let's just choose a number, twenty terabytes of data stuck around these sites. Mm-hmm. And you have retention in place, say, so that, you know, content is not old. You're always moving stuff or dumping stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. still 20 terabytes of stuff to search yeah. through. And so but getting, I guess then the graph will help you in getting uh, your best search results on top. Yeah, it'll, it, it absolutely will do that. And that's assuming that you actually want to have something that's associated with one of your peers or not. But what mm-hmm. if you just want to find something? 
then the old metadata and architect and strategy and, and taxonomy around the company and stuff is suddenly key. Uh, and these labels, I think, and that file plan will come into play then. Yeah. Uh, but it, but as uh, Joanne Klein was saying a few months ago on a tweet, kind of is not easy. You know, it's uh, it's easy enough to do as long as you've got a plan. Yeah. And that you know where you're going to go with it. So, uh, yeah, search opened up huge amounts of doors. It is incredibly good now uh, but it also gets better if you're starting to try and search large quantities of data big data yep. um, if you have that uh, metadata and labels and stuff done so i'd like to see some artificial intelligence stuff done in there the auto scanning of documents oh yeah is around yeah. but when you actually start to drill down it's not as e- it's not as easy but it's not as simple as hey we're going to scan a document and label it for you but it kind of feels like it should be yeah Yeah. i think we're getting a little bit spoiled on that as well i think so i think we're getting spoiled by really cool demos that we see um and and yeah just the stuff that we know is getting there uh so i think yeah i think we're just getting very spoiled at this moment the coolest thing in the world though is when you sit there when you sit there with your <laughs> i'm wandering again so uh my, i really really must go and buy a long microphone mm-hmm, lead mm-hmm. especially before we do uh that unnameable sharepoint live event because mm-hmm. i can't really hang around within three meters of the box but just to close up on this as a on a really positive note the coolest thing in the world is sitting in a room with two thousand other people watching a demo live on the screen, turning your Surface tablet from camera mode where you've been taking pictures of the slides, log on to your tenant, and then repeat the same feature. Knowing that you're going to take it back to your desk on a Monday morning and go, guys, look at this. It was just announced last week and it was live within hours. And, you know, so to be able to repeat a demo, you know, hey, we've, We've rolled yes. this out to the tenant. And, of course, I'm sitting in America. They mean America tenant. And, bless you. And, uh, and of course, they're not really talking about European tenant. So, my tenant, even if I'm sitting in Florida, hasn't got the feature that they need. I find that very frustrating. Yeah. And I forever look down here at my my Cortana device that I bought in the US. I didn't know that there were some limitations to it. It did used to work. I could connect it to America. I did go down into my office here and say, hey, Cortana, tell me what the weather's like, and I would get it all worked perfectly until they brought out the Surface headphones, and then they changed the app. But again, Cortana is not rolled out anywhere else except the US. And I find that very, very frustrating. Why? Just because we talk properly and the Americans don't? (laughs) <laughs> Oops, did I say that out loud? No, no, love you all guys. But seriously, why is Cortana only restricted to the US markets? Is it too soon for us here or, or whatever? I find that quite I've got no idea, but I did nope. see that really awesome Cortana movie that they uh, released with the with the girl trying to figure out her agenda, scheduling meetings, booking tables at a restaurant. That got me pretty hopeful. And um, until you realize that she was talking with an American accent. 
Yes. <laughs> anyway, oh. there's a, a few words, positive yeah. words, because I really do quite like the idea of those demos and, and when they work and stuff oh, like yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I think we have something to do now. So if you would like to uh, uh, just start. Are you going to pop it? Uh, I'll hold the bottle. You pull the cork out. Here we go. Sometime. Bing. So this is a whiskey that does not want to leave the bottle. Um, oh. It is uh, Lagavulin. Okay, I don't know whether you've uh, seen it or not. Uh, I got a, a number of stories about Lagavulin. I, w I went to Dublin. Remember, I went to Dublin. I mm -hmm. talk about mm -hmm. Dublin all the time. Yep. If you ever go to Dublin, you will end up in Temple Bar. It is the place at night where everybody goes to. It's the party town. The streets fill out with people. But there's a little whiskey bar there. And this little whiskey bar is two meters across and maybe four meters deep. And it, or there's just enough room for five people around the table. And there's just whiskey galore there. Whiskey galore, which was the name of a film about whiskey, funny enough. Really? When, yeah, when the government oh, were trying to, to skill it out. It's an old black and white movie, Whiskey Galore, well worth watching. They've got a shop at the back where they sell this stuff, but you can just sit down. There's only about four people can sit around the bar, and everybody just talks whiskey. And I just spent hours in there. All right, but the guys behind the bar obviously tasted nearly everything in there. And I said, oh, yeah. oh, you know, I'm going to take the Lagavulin 16. And they looked at me and they went, "You've not tasted this, have you? This whiskey is not like any other whiskey you taste. It just has its own distinct something. It's and its own category. That is very. I true. like that." Nice. Yes. yes. And um, yeah, so uh, they tasted it, and the guy was really very impressed. And they'd been drinking tea leaf, twenty-five year old, and stuff like oh, this. But yeah. you know, it touched it up. So anyway, I'll pour. I'll pour. This is an Eilie whiskey. So you somewhere this where you went. This is an Eilie whiskey. I visited their distillery uh, some time ago, some uh, six weeks ago, I guess. Um, and it's very weird uh, because it's. Uh, on the south side, south side of Isla, um, it's located next to Lafroig and Ardbeg. And if you ever had a Lafroig or an Ardbeg, you know that these are very, very, very heavily peated whiskies that will just give you a big kick in the face if you drink them. And funny enough, the Lagavulin is heavily peated. Oh yes, but it is not that flat kick in your face no. when you drink it it's not it's uh it is an in intense smell and odor this is a whiskey that my family complain about whenever i open it because it just smells the place out of smoky yes. barbecue it but it but it's not kind of take your head off stuff and i yeah we're both looking up at the sky just mm. smelling this the nose on this mm. whiskey is well there's only one word intense yes and this is also one of the whiskies that you that I can just I can I can just keep on smelling that. Yeah, it takes a long time so, to drink it. Yeah. It's, so uh, let's start with the color. It's amber, dark yellow. Yeah, but it, it's golden color. I mean, it, it it just is gold, as you say. It's a deep amber. Yeah. But uh, it, it is described as gold. It's beautiful. Mm. This is a whiskey that the smell actually enhances the flavour. We touched on this yes. uh, on uh, oh no, you guys haven't tasted this or heard about this one yet. But the writer's tears, the Irish one, oh, same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. The smell is very pears and and uh, 
and fruity, but this one is smoky and it just, I, it just yeah, sets up for the yeah. taste. I, 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 this is one of my favorite go-to whiskies. Um, I'm, I'm always happy if I see it on in a restaurant uh, there. So yeah. Now absolutely. this one, we did look it up earlier and we checked out some of the notes and tastes. So it is a sherry cask and a bourbon cask, and you know me and sherry casks. If I want a sherry cask, I'll get a sherry cask. I'll drink a sherry, but I don't get the sherry on this. I get the fruit, yeah, and the smokiness, pepper. There's a lot of, of the a lot of fruit at the start, mm, especially in the in the smell and the nose. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I love the pepper down the side of down the side of the tongue on the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. And boy, and it also does it just go it, on, and yes, on, yes, and on. I'm pretty sure that if you have a have a sip of this in the morning, by the time you go to bed at night, you still have that aftertaste here, Matt. Pretty sure. And this taste develops. I mean, I haven't I haven't drank any more, and yet mm. I can I can still smell it. Uh, I can still feel it. I'm trying to do smell and feel then at the same time. Yeah. And the other thing I like about this whiskey, and I know it happens in other whiskeys, but you can kind of feel it going down. Yes, it, it, it just feels, creeps down. Yeah. Yes, and like that a is treacle, just yes. dripping. It's oh, blind. Also, there's those honey, lots of honey in there. Um, don't get honey. No, I don't. No? It's obviously those those um, sea mammals in the malting uh, stuff that we talked about. <laughs> yes. Okay, because this is a yeah. special kind of highly peated uh, burning, but I don't get honey, so it's funny. I think mm. it's the smokiness that I really appreciate. That yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's as we said, it's like this soft smokiness. It's not like the Lafroig in the Arbeck. Just I've got to taste another one. Yes, because you have one. to put a little bit of water in there. We sat reading some notes yeah. uh, on this, just as our uh, oh yeah, because you got to drive, yeah. haven't you? Take mine. Um, we uh, as we've just described this salty and the smokiness, but on the finish they talk about um, a little light spice grips at the peat and vanilla and water brings out the Indian spices. The problem is that I was enjoying that so much. Then, uh, why Moran just taste this first, just to see whether he can space the difference. I'll just talk to you about water in whiskey. So, it's a very manly thing, and now we're sweet 16, drinking this 16-year-old Lagavulin, um, to actually not take water, Okay or ice with your whiskey. But water is known to bring out additional flavors from the whiskey, just a drop. And in fact, if you go to some whiskey places, they'll give you a pipette, yep. just so you can drop one or yep. two drops of water, which my daughter found out a week or so ago. We went out for lunch <laughs> to the Anchor <laughs> Distillery, and these plastic pipettes make really good water pistols. And she like, kind of dared me just by looking at me, and uh, so yes, I they make great water pistols. But mm-hmm. you, but you looked rather interesting. Yeah, I was that. I was very surprised because it is very different. Wow. You get much more. Yeah, as you said that that Indian spice tea the, the things like that. A lot more subtle. Yes, and also if you taste it, it's tea, much. You can. They, yes. they describe it as lapshan sushan, which it yeah. is. Yeah. Amazing. And and when you when you drink it, it also the taste is much more much mellower. Yes. And it yeah, it's it's weird. 
Oh man, that means I need. It's to weird. It's it's almost like when you drink milk with tea that you get something completely different than just tea. And this is just a whole new drink if you add some water to I it. I have never known that in a whiskey. I I often have ice with whiskey, just yes, one me, chunk. Yes, me as well. And I know you do. Um, but I've never. I've never known. Sorry, I was, <laughs> I was doing the same thing again and focusing on the whiskey and forgetting about the microphone. But I've never known something change so much for the better. Well, no, just different. Yeah. Very interesting. You do realize we're now going to have to do this with every whiskey. Oh, That's for us. <laughs> so we have to have four glasses next. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So here's a bit of advice, people. If you don't like really smoky whiskies, then maybe drop a drop of water. Well, not a lot. I mean, Moraine will tell you I put just a, a few drops in to a, a quite a small portion. Mm-hmm. But it, it does take away, it turns that smokiness into something else. Definitely. Wow. That is cool. There's a few words that I, I want to share off the bottle of this. So the Lagavulin 16 is a very, very popular it's not going to disappear. No. It, uh, it, uh, it says, and I can't read it because I've not got my glasses on properly. But it says, um, takes out the fire, but leaves in the warmth. And that's what 16 years of living in a barrel does yeah. for Lagavulin. So, uh, roundup. If we can do after we've had a, a whiskey, we, uh, we talked about some of the things that we're still missing from Microsoft that they yeah. need to deliver mm-hmm. in a very positive way. We yeah. know that some of this is, is complex, but we need to voice our frustrations that sometimes yes. waiting a long, long yes. time is yes. not so easy. Yes. And to be fair, Microsoft have two opportunities every six months to tell us what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So they should have a good idea of what is and is not available to be delivered. Yes. So, uh, you know, so. Vegas and uh, Orlando. Orlando. So that was a, a very positive thing. We talked about some of the really nice things that has already been around and mm-hmm. we're looking forward to. I think the the dog wants some of the whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we did all of that. And then we tasted... Lagavulin, 16-year-old, which was superb and is described. I'm going to finish off, I guess, with this whiskey talk. Um, the comment on this, on, on one of the flavor pages, says, Tackle this giant with respect and dram away. And yes. They describe it in their notes as, It's the quintessential Lagavulin, the classic the most popular of the range. It has won too many awards and too many hearts to count. Take it, run, and don't look back. Yes, absolutely. So if you if you ever drink, I would say, like two or three whiskeys ever in your life, make one of them a Lagavulin. Absolutely right. And talking about the other two is a completely different podcast. Yes, at which point I think we should say goodbye. Absolutely. All right. Thank all of you for sharing, for being with us for our sweet sixteen. Sweet sixteen. It's amazing. Is there we, a song? We have, Happy we have birthday. almost no, almost three thousand two hundred listens right now on yes. SoundCloud. That is just it's just crazy. <laughs> Thank you all. Yeah, people. that's really cool. All right, we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. I do because I've sat and drank two of these whiskeys, so. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I Somebody's going to sleep very well tonight. I will anyway, but that's mainly because of the uh, rock concert and seeing Bon Jovi live at, uh, at the festival till goodness knows what time in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, And then spending the day uh, planning out an Office 365 migration. So, Good. I can't think of a better way to spend a day, <laughs> a Monday after a rock concert. <laughs> than doing mm-hmm. that migration. Getting out those, uh, how are you going to roll out one one drive for business? Well, easily, as it happens. But anyway. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like you've all in, 16 year. Microsoft, thanks for everything you've done. There's a few things outstanding. We're just waiting patiently. So I'm going to say, uh, hand over to Moran to say uh, goodbye. But uh, goodbye from Cy Steve on Twitter. And Moran. Goodbye from uh, at Moran Somers. And uh, yeah, see you somewhere on the road or on the next podcast. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.